Volume or efficiency? That's the question we're going to be talking about when it comes to Najee Harris today and what his, what his profile is for 2022. Where should you be looking to take him? How is the new offense with a new quarterback going to affect him? We're going to talk about all that and more right now. All right, so let's just get right into it. And let's start talking about Najee Harris. Let's talk about his 2021, you know, how how he how he played last year versus how, uh, you know, what what do the changes mean for him this year? Najee Harris last year finished the RB3, RB6 in fantasy points per game with 17.7 fantasy points per game. But listen, this was a running back last year that played 84% of the snaps and 86% of the opportunities from this backfield. That is truly elite numbers that you don't see only from a very small handful handful of running backs. Um, 18.1 carries per game, 5 and a half targets per game. Uh, he was fourth in rushing yards last year. He was third in receiving yards and first in receptions among all running backs, but he only had 10 touchdowns. And a lot of that was because of how bad this offense was, ranked 26th. But he saw a 14.5% target share, which is pretty solid for, for a team that was third in pass plays per game. Uh, he was first in routes run and third in route participation as well. However, he just wasn't efficient. 25th in yards per route run, 28th in breakaway run rate, and 24th in yards created per touch. But because of the, the, the crazy amount of volume that he saw, it made him to where where he was able to overcome that. And that's the question. Can he do that in 2022? You know, this offense, you know, this year is going to be different. You know, like we've already talked about, Big Ben is gone. But, you know, among the offensive line, and an offensive line last year that was terrible, that was bottom half of the league, um, they did make a few improvements. They added Mason Cole. He's likely going to play center. And then they added James Daniel. Uh, both graded better against the run than they did against the pass in 2022 and uh, 2021 for their respective teams. However, PFF still ranks this offensive line as 30th uh, out of 32 teams coming into 2022. Now, of course, PFF can be wrong. Uh, they are obviously not without uh, mistake. And so that does not mean that this offensive line can't be better than that. If it, if it does, you know, that's obviously going to help uh, Najee Harris. But this still was an offensive line that was very bad last year. Uh, the Steelers last year, their offensive was a total uh, ranked 26th last year, which was the third worst offense to produce a top five running back since 2012. Only Todd Gurley in 2015 and CMC in 2019 were on worst offenses overall. And then we also have, since 2012, that same time span, we have 50 running backs, obviously, who finished the top five over that span. But 66% of them played behind a top 10 offensive line. Only Saquon Barkley in 2018 played on a worst offensive line in terms of adjusted line yards. So, you know, listen, he has some things that he's going to have to overcome this year. Now, obviously, he was able to overcome a bad offense last year. He was able to overcome a bad offensive line, but is he going to be able to do it again? Now, here's here's going to be the real question, right? Because you have Big Ben last year who was very much uh, a, you know, one read, get the ball out as fast as you possibly can, which is a lot of, had to do with his terrible yards per attempt. He was 30th in, with a 6.2 yard per attempt, and he was uh, 32nd air yards per attempt last year. I mean, this was a guy that was very dump off as fast as you possibly can, get the ball out of your hands, which obviously helped Najee Harris with a ton of dump off passes. Now, with Mitchell Trubisky, who's likely going to be the starter, or if not Kenny Pickett, is he going to see that same type of thing? And I just don't know. Now, there, there are some positives here that we can look at with Mitchell Trubisky because some of the narrative is that you know he just doesn't target running backs at all, and I think that's just not fair. Uh, 2018, he, he they did target running backs 23% of the time. 23% of targets went to the running back position. Tariq Cohen led the way with 91 targets, and then he did this uh, even better in 2019. 29% of the targets went to running backs, uh, and Tariq Cohen had 104. Now, listen, this is a completely different offense. That offense didn't have guys like Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool and Patty Fry and you know George Pickens in that offense. This was an offense that, that had Allen Robinson, 
and nothing else, like literally nothing else outside of the running backs. So they had utilized the running backs that way. Now, are we going to see the same thing here? I don't know. And that's the problem is that I, I think you probably have to expect some sort of drop off in targets per game, like he saw, uh, especially with the, the amount of weapons that are available to this offense. And, you know, I don't think you see as many dr- dump offs. And if you don't, then that's going to negatively affect him because this offense projects to be one of the worst in the league. And so that's obviously going to affect his, his ability to score touchdowns as well. He's not a breaker running guy he's not a home run hitter he's not somebody that can that can, that can create on his own i mean this is a guy that's always been bad at, in terms of uh, breakaway run rate that's you know, going back to college um for all the other great things that he does as a runner that's always been kind of a limiting factor for him and so if he is going to see a, a, a drop off in targets it, it does make it hard to really be able to think that he can finish as a top three running back again like he did last year now can he pay off his rb7 where he's going in ppr formats yeah i think he can and i, I i'm okay if you can get him an rb RB7, RB8, RB9, right around there because of the, the crazy volume that he's going to see. There's still nobody else in this backfield that's going to take any touches away from him. So with that being said, I, I think I think he's safe around where he's going, but I wouldn't have high expectations. I don't think he's going to be like a, a league-winning running back, somebody that you can count on for that. But I think he's going to have a really safe floor, and I think on a week-to-week basis, he's going to be a pretty safe guy that's going to get you double-digit fantasy points every single week for the most part. But there are there, there are their concerns here with the bad offensive line. How how good is this offense going to be? If it can be like league average or maybe like a Ryan Tannehill type of resurgence for my, Mitchell Trubisky, then yes, this, then I think there's even a higher ceiling there, and he could finish top three again. If he they don't, then I think that that that's where you have to really ask yourself, you know, who would you rather take? Because there's some other running backs that are going in his range. Joe Mixon are go, are going right around where he's going. Uh, that that is going to be in a better offense, a more much more explosive offense, much better offensive line. Uh, the the Bengals offensive line might be a top ten unit this year with all the improvements they made. DeAndre Swift, another guy who I think is going to have a top ten or top ten, top twelve run blocking offensive line this year. Uh, we'll talk about him on, on another video. But so there's a, some more running backs that are going around. Him that I just feel a little bit better about, but I like Najee Harris, but he does have his red flags, and we need to keep that in mind when you're looking at drafting him this year. So I appreciate everybody checking out the video. Be sure to hit that like and subscribe button. We're gonna be doing these every single day. We will see you on the next one. Bye. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.